welcome to the first Murdochon Frame podcast of the hockey season. Contrary to belief, the season did start on Saturday. It wasn't cancelled. And today's podcast isn't cancelled either. I'm Graham Murdoch and I'm joined by Andrew Frame. Andrew, how are you today? Very well, Graham. Yourself? I'm very good. Did you see that cancelled? <laughs> I did, well, I never went, so I'm not going to be able to tell you much for the weekend. <laughs> oh, that was... I just thought it was cancelled, so... I just went to the pub instead. It was terrible. <laughs> but, I mean, to be perfectly honest, two, two and a half thousand people went, so I don't think it had any effect on uh, on attendance. It just it just gave some people to talk something to talk about on Twitter for, probably, to be perfectly honest, too long. Um, but, oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but two games into the season, two games into the Challenge Cup campaign, congratulations to the Flyers on winning the league. And commiserations to Brayhead for bottling it again and losing the league. It's only Challenge Cup, though. It's only Challenge Cup, exactly. Yeah, that, that, that's some finishing bottom of the Challenge Cup. Group, <laughs> um, it's well, Brayhead got a point. Belfast will be bottom, won't they? That's true. Yeah, commiserations to Belfast. A fantastic start to the season. A five-two win at home, followed by a four-three overtime victory in Brayhead. I think that's absolutely fantastic. Andrew, you were there on Saturday. Just on Sunday. And Sunday. We'll, we'll start with Saturday's game, though. Let me know your thoughts on... Yeah, I thought Saturday was superb. You know, the first period, you know, we scored three goals in the first period. That helped us settle a lot. I think it rocked Belfast quite a bit in Flyers Racing, a three-goal lead. I thought the team played superb on Saturday night. It was a step up from, obviously, the previous weekend. And, you know, i got to say, they're superb. Um, all the way through the team. Um, it's not very often you can come on the show and I'll say that the whole team performed. There's usually some folk that have played really well and have won your game, but I think Saturday night you give it every player pass marks. I think that probably comes down to a bit, you, know, you look at the stats from the game, the players who perhaps had a few question marks over them, Stephen Gunn pops Great up with goal. two points. It's a great finish, but then obviously he was involved in Chiron's goal. Chiron got two points as well. That's fantastic. Finucci, we'll get to him. His uh, his uh, great moment came on Sunday, but you had the the guys who you know the guys who had the question marks over them. They stepped up and performed. The guys who were expected to perform performed. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, Shane was outstanding in the nets. Ross Moyer was Ross Moyer outstanding. As always, I've got you know give special credit to James Isaacs. Came in on Friday, flew into London, drove all the way up from Australia, drove all the way up from London to Kirkcaldy, and he played on the Saturday and Sunday, obviously, but not on Saturday night. And he was you know wasn't out of place, done superb, and that's just show, that just shows it doesn't matter what player it was, they all turned up, and even with the travel, still managed as a team to put on a great performance. Yeah, absolutely, and we we spoke about. The fact that the Flyers were, were obviously in last week were in the makings of bringing a player in. That player is now James Isaacs. So first impressions were really positive of, of him, I assume, Andrew. Yeah, both games. Superb. I'd like to see him stay. Um, we have obviously the ongoing thing with Fulmer. It makes sense. Why not just keep him? No, don't bring Fulmer in. We've got, I believe Matthew Elder had tweeted tonight saying that Phil Paquette's on the on the bike now so and he's looking 17th 18th to be back for that weekend 
I think I don't know if that's the right date. It's roughly around that. Yeah. Day date. So it's not this weekend, but next weekend when he's expected back, which so, is fantastic. Which is exactly, and Isaac's done superb the first two games. I don't see why we don't make more of an effort to keep him. And whether it's Fulmer's fault or it's the US um, visas fault and whoever's fault is, doesn't make a difference. He's came in, a short notice, done outstanding. And if he can keep that up for the next you know, three weeks that he's got with us, I don't see why we don't try and keep him. Yeah, I mean, I know he, I think he has aspirations to go to the ECHL, but then at the same time, you know, this is the the second time he's been drafted in by Jeff Hutchins now. I, I think that he he's a known commodity for for the coaching staff, and I think he's probably someone that they'll be, you know, I think they will be looking to keep hold of him. I think we said all along, um, we said last week, you know, when, when a player comes in to cover Fulmer, it wasn't going to be someone who was just going to make up the numbers, and I think he's slotted straight in. He's not coming as the fifth D-man. I think that's really important. And the fact he's got that British passport means that it's going to be quite difficult to get him out of that team for any, any D-man. And so he's he's quite an asset for the team, and it sounds as though he's, he's started really well. Yeah, definitely. I agree with everything you just said there. I, I, like you say, I think with the team, and after the weekend there, you know, you get a better picture of how this Flyers team is shaping up. And we've said it's that we want Sunday maybe a more offensive team end, you know, to get us points in that. But I think the amount of offence we've got covered from the forwards, having another guy who's steady at the back, predominantly steady at the back, is probably going to be a better solution for us to stop the bucks going in our net because we can know we can score goals going forward from our forwards. And the the Flyers' forwards were unrelenting in that first period, racking up 16 shots on Murphy, and and obviously that 3-0 lead at the end of the first period. Now, the the shot totals then would go 39-28 in favour of Belfast, but that's it's really the case of shot totals not given the full picture. Belfast's, Belfast's offence never really picked up until they were 3-0 down. And so... It gives a false negative, really, doesn't it? Because you get this, you get this idea that flyers were outgunned and yet still came away with a, with a victory. But actually, they were able to sit back and you know, and, and maybe even rest up a little bit for for Sunday's game. Yeah, that's exactly it. We 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 raced into a three goal lead, and what what did sign, especially the second period, we seemed to have kind of took our foot off the gas. We were in control, and well, we allowed Belfast to get more into the game then, and obviously they were getting shots away, and Shane was, as I've already mentioned, was outstanding. It made a lot of saves. And then when a wee bit of pressure got put on us, we let a goal in, kind of started to put, get steam up again, got another goal, got another three-goal cushion again, and then took a foot off the gas again. And that's just how the game then played out after that. When Belfast seemed to score, we seemed to be able to just reply to that. We were never in any serious danger of losing that match on Saturday. And I think that's the thing is, we want the team to be playing with that high energy constantly. Because we've spoken about this all summer, that given the type of team that's getting built here, they're going to have to pay, they're going to have to play with that intensity and get the goals, you know, in order to, in order with the games, they need to shoot the puck, they need to score those goals. But then at the same time, in the opening weekend of the season, you can allow these guys with a little bit of rust, 
on you know still on them and also with still trying to get that chemistry with their teammates you, you can allow them that that opportunity to just kind of ease off and and get the two points and do enough to get that two points but no you've got actually no you've got more to give i think that's probably quite a good psychological thing for the guys and that they knew they could have given more yeah definitely yep definitely 39 shots shane owen faced on saturday he would face 41 the following night in brayhead a 4-3 overtime victory the first ever three-on-three overtime match in the elite league and it's uh, carlo finucci that's the hero in that one andrew you were there again just give me your thoughts on that one on the three-on-three absolutely bracken (laughs) Well, when your team's in it, it's not as exciting as you think it is. <laughs> you know, at the very start, you know, Brayhead hit the post on the bar or something like that. A couple of good chances, but that's the thing. They don't don't, keep, don't take it. It's two-on-ones. And as soon as they miss, it turns in on a two-on-one opposite direction. And over the season, you're, we're going to get a lot of games, and it's going to be interesting to watch. It's going to be exciting for a lot of fans. Seeing this three-on-three, the open ice, you don't realise how much space there is. Just taking one guy off each team. You know, there was a lot of space when it was four-on-four, but when it goes down to three on three, just, it looks like they're playing on a, on like three football pitches. Never mind an ice pad with that much space. But no, the whole game as a whole, it was really enjoyable. Um, well, I say enjoyable. At times it was very nerve-wracking. Especially when you get to like the last four minutes of a game and it's three all against one of your biggest rivals and that. The nerves start to kick in. But I thought Flyers played superbly. Uh, Shane Owen was outstanding again. And it's something I'm going to say all season, I think. We've got ourselves an absolute gem of an, of an eight-minder this season. Especially that second period. We played, uh, you probably know better than me, something like 16 minutes of that second period on the penalty kill. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly, that's what um, that's what Doutium said in his, his post-match interview, yeah. And to come out uh, in that period without conceding was a big boost for the team. And, you know, we, we came out in the third and we, uh, Dingo got that not the game one but you got the third goal got us back in the lead and yeah, then the lead for the first time yeah also let in another another goal and took it over time but overall I thought we played really well and like you say I, I think the boys we were starting to get lose a wee bit of their steam after the night before and that you know, still going to be a bit rusty from like, as I think Duke said they'd only really had as the team that was on the ice three practices together and that's not including James Isaacs obviously yeah, you exactly. They've had about two weeks, two to three weeks, roughly, training. They're still going to be tired legs, especially on a Sunday when you're playing two games a weekend. But I thought the game plan was very good. You know, they soaked up a lot of pressure and, and used their speed um, to hit Brayhead. You know, we, we must have been close to probably double the shots. They probably had double the shots on us. They shot 41, 41 to 25. Although, I mean, I've only seen the highlights, but looking at the highlights, there were some really good saves that were forced out of the Brayhead goalie from the Flyers guy. So, yeah. you know, it was high-quality shots, maybe. But just uh, this this would be a game where they were outshot, you know, and it was because Brayhead were bringing it rather than the Flyers having a dramatic lead very early on, like the, the Belfast game. So it's kind of... It's a tale of two games, you know, like, although... They were outshot in both games. The Brayhead one was more of a dominant performance by by Brayhead. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, I mean, good goals from the Flyers. I mean, 
the Finucci winner was was brilliant, but you know Stockton's one timer was absolutely beautiful. So superb and Tanel's almost superb great as well. Finish from Tanel, great feed. I, th- I think in the highlights you don't get to see how good Dingle's move was up until the goal because he missed out the very start of it. Yeah, but you could see that it was like I mean it was a great feed from Dingle, but he just it was. I mean he's had a great start to the to the to the season, three points from this opening weekend, and the man of the match performance on Saturday. I mean we. We know what we get from Ryan Dingle, and I, I think we just got more of the same, didn't we? Yeah, definitely. You know, as you've just said there, you're never surprised with what you're getting from Dingle because you know that you're going to get a high level of performance from him. And I was actually a funny story for you, Graham. Is I said about halfway through the second period on Saturday, and after we're 3 0 up at the time, or, or 3 1, I think maybe it was at the time, I turned to Laura and I said to her, You know, Flyers have got a good team this year, when right now, as this game's gone, Dingle's probably not our, anywhere near our best forward tonight. But as the game went on, the longer it went on, he, he proved why he, why he got man of the match. But that just shows you, when Dingle's not your best guy every night, it proves the quality you've got in forwards in your team. And also when your goalkeeper's not getting man of the match every night. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, you know, a guy makes 37 saves and isn't actually considered for man of the match, it's... You know, it's, it's, it's quite a huge one as well. Aye, definitely. And he, and he thoroughly deserved it on Sunday night, yeah. Shane. And, and this is the thing, he's made he's, he's made 75 saves in this opening weekend of 80 shots. So it's a save percentage of 93.75. Now, that's, that's a high percentage. Yeah. I would expect that to drop as the season goes on, just because that is that's a lot to ask of your goalie. But then at the same time, it's a fantastic start to the weekend. For the, it's a fantastic start to the season for him. The Flyers themselves had a shooting percentage of 15.1%. They scored eight goals of 53 shots, which again, you probably look to see that dropping. So, you know, all the numbers maybe point towards the fact that the Flyers aren't quite there yet, if you like. You know. Oh, yeah. And the other teams are, aren't there. Yeah, and the other teams aren't there as either. Exactly. At the start of the season, you'll pro- you'll probably get good percentages on your sh- on your shooting and on, on your goaltending and that. But as the season gets more run and teams are more settled and they're and they're all up to scratch way how their lines are and the Vulcan child and that, these numbers will obviously decrease. But it's an absolute fantastic start for us and a lot of positives to take out there and to take on to obviously this weekend coming up. So, at what point do the Flyers get rid of Matt Siska? I'll get rid of him now. He's not, he's not got a point in it, has he? <laughs> Zero points from the two games. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> so, use, his, use his wages somewhere else. That's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. No points already. <laughs> they got, they got about eight, eight points the weekend before against the German team or something. Yeah, yeah. It was quite... It was <laughs> obviously got them all out of his system. No, obviously, zero points from him. He's a guy who's expected to produce quite quite dramatically offensively. That, that's, that's it, Graham. You know, it's... When... The guys that are going to get you the big points over the season haven't produced yet. That's what says to you how much scoring depth do we have. I, th- I think every one of the the third line have now scored this season over the two games. All three of them got a goal over this weekend. All of them, all of them got goals. Yeah, and that that exact that's exactly it, Andrew. That highlights the score of depth at the third line. And the thing is as well, nobody was even th- surprised by the third line scoring. I think no, that's I the thing. Exactly. Because Shane Stockton at times was playing up on the first line last season. Yeah. So, I mean, we know his scoring ability. Finucci, a fantastic finish. And that, I mean, getting his first goal of first goal of the season, first goal in this league even, 
and it's an overtime winner against your biggest rivals. That's obviously going to endear him to the fans, but it's also going to give him a sense of belonging as well. You know, the fact that he's not yeah. there to make up the numbers. I mean, it was a great finish. Really well yeah. impressed oh. by that. It's not just Aye. ourselves that have been impressed by this, though, Andrew, because fans have been getting in touch with us on Facebook and Twitter. Um, yeah. I'm just going to go through a few of them just now. So Andrew Birrell, Andrew Birrell on Facebook, he says, fantastic first weekend. Dingo's like a machine that never stops all night. The whole team played a blinder on Saturday and well done on Sunday to show character and grit to come back with, you know, come away with a win in the shopping centre. Moyer looks a great signing. Isaacs was brilliant. Dingo Brooks, Siska, superb. And Mr. Owen looks cool, calm and collected between the pipes. He reminds me of Brian Pitton. High praise indeed there. That's great to hear. Greg Martin on Facebook, he echoes the comments on Ditto. He says, Ditto on Dingo. Uh, can't say enough good things about him. Uh, I was only at the Belfast game, but the whole team was superb. They lulled a bit in the second, but Flyers were never going to have never going to have it all their own way against, against them for the full 60. Owen and Turon also impressed me a lot. They... They all gave a great effort, though. And he's put in brackets, and I think this was aimed particularly at you, Andrew, even the fantastic Mr Fox. What? Don't get me wrong. He didn't, he didn't look too bad on Saturday night. <laughs> and he got a goal, so... Which um, our uh, good friend from the Purple Lang podcast wasn't uh, slow in reminding me of. Yeah, he was straight in there with that. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Darry Wilson on Facebook as well, he's saying that he thought that the, he thought the chips were great. And just enough cheese on them for him. So that's, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, that's good place. No, I like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, fantastic to see 2,500 uh, folk attending the game. So glad. Uh, <laughs> so glad he was in the chip queue early. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the hockey, he says... Uh, can we stay there? I quite like, let's talk about food. That's, that's a good subject. <laughs> <laughs> so he says bringing in Isaacs um, was a brilliant move. And they... Uh, he fears folks might go right off Filmer before he even gets a visa, never mind when he makes a Kirkcaldy. That's a really good point. Um, although it's, like, it's, an, it's looking increasingly likely that he won't be making making it through. Uh, team look exciting up front and no complaints about the diva. Even felt diabolic, by, <laughs> diabolically confident about the goalie. So I guess he exudes confidence. Uh, liking the way they all credit each other for the successes so far. Um, <laughs> and he wants to fit a wee motor to Ryan Dingo's bow tie to make it spin. <laughs> that, he was looking good in that bow tie. He, he was looking dapper. I, I, I think we've got da, dapper I dingo. We've, we're going to have to call dapper him dingo. I think we've got to. Um, I think we've got to credit Ali McLaren for that one. Uh, I think that was that was the person. It was Ali that got the credit for that in the uh, in Dingo's interview. So, uh, that was. Uh, well done, Ali. You've done a good job. Yeah, then. thanks. I mean, if you want to get us one as well, that'd be nice. No, because that means they would have to do one live, like a periscope. Oh, yeah, and we'd have please to wear them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'd, please don't. Yeah, yeah, it would look like Benny Olsen. Yeah. <laughs> Just the, the midget versions. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. The six-foot version rather than the nine-foot version. Uh, <laughs> and the final comment on Facebook there, Ross Crawford saying, can't wait to see this team open up once the rust comes off and they get 100%. Because they will be a team that no one will want to play this season, and I think that's I think that's a really good point. It's like we're still not, you know, still not up to full speed, and there's a real chance that a uh, real chance that we could, especially on on our home ice, we could blow some teams away potentially if they can't keep up with us. That's really exciting about that. Uh, over on the Twitter, Eat Sleep UK Ice Hockey, 
um, is just ask the question if it's the most open league ever. He watched the Flyers on Saturday and Sunday, got a very good team and superb goalie, and he points out that the clan, clan games will be fun this season, which I think they will. Because I think, I mean, I think obviously we're really excited about our team, but I think clan have got a lot to be excited about the, the yeah. team they've got as well. They've got a good team across there in Glasgow. They'll do very well this year. And it's it's the offensive talent. You know, yes. I know they've, they've brought in some guys with some, some toughness in that, but it's the offensive talent that's, that's exciting about, about their team as well. Uh, final comment on Twitter there. So it's fun from Fun Flyers. Everyone looked good so far. Dingle, Brooks and Shaber looked slick together. And as for Shane Owen, wow. I could have put it better myself. That's, that's it. I mean, everything I'm seeing about this team, I'm really enjoying. And I'm going to say something that if I'm wrong at the end of the season, throw it back in my face. But I I really enjoy this team. I really enjoy everything about this team. I enjoy the fact that they want to play hockey. I enjoy the fact that they, they seem to enjoy each other's company and whatnot. And I think this could be the most fun team to watch since that 2012-2013 team. Yeah, I agree. I still think we've got to do a, quite a bit of cheering up defensively-wise. I think Sunday night, whether that be tired legs or just the sheer attacking prowess that Brayhead have, some of the guys were looking a bit sluggish, weren't really at their best. Um, apart from Moyer and Lies as well, but Turon was looking a wee bit shakier on Sunday than after a really good game on Saturday. Tommy was uh, was fine. He'd done, he done his job, but you're not expecting big things with Tommy. And Jackman looked, I think, with the pace of the other bit of speed as well. You know, as we said at the start, when we first signed him, that's what I think I'm probably going to be skating. He is a wee, obviously still a bit slower, but He's got, he's got both Turon and the one thing that both Turon and Jackman have are outstanding shots on them when they do get up and they help the offence. And I think the thing is as well with Jackman, we were talking about about training and whatnot. Jackman got into Kirkcaldy on Monday. Yeah. So he's, yeah, well, he's, probably, he's probably still getting up to speed as well. Yeah. So, you know, like you probably you probably find there were some really tired legs. Yeah, well, that's it. That's what I'm that saying. Yeah. So, uh, but a lot of positives to take from this weekend. So that's that's fantastic, and we'll preview the the game the games this weekend, this coming weekend in, in just a second. But I just want to have a, a little word on the Department of Player Safety, Andrew. They have announced that there are no incidents that they're going to be looking at from this opening weekend, which is fantastic news. I really wish they'd looked at that puck from the week before that did the did Jay Rosell in. Yeah, me too. That that puck she's been looking at about nine games. It was horrendous, eh? More a point, but why did he even play on Sunday? It was mental. I mean, was he doing a regular shift on Sunday? Yeah, he played regular shifts. Um, I don't... He was obviously wasn't playing at the... I think the intensity that he will play at during the season, but he still played regularly. He still was icing for most of the game. He obviously wasn't doing the big hits and wasn't trying to engage in fights and things like that. yeah. But, but I think the thing is as well, like Flyers aren't really going to be a team that he's going to need to be fighting against. This no, of course it's not. It's more his offensive game that he's going to need to bring. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I, I respect him. If he was fit enough to play, then great. But um, it strikes me a little bit of just the the hockey player mentality, you know. That was it, yeah. Um, where you got you know got guys in the NHL playing with blood clots and stuff like that because and he's and he's probably seen that obviously other fans from other teams 
saying that he was only come in for the fighting and that. And I think it's another way I'm, he was trying to endear himself even more to the fans. Um, and, and playing through the pain barrier and that was only going to have the clan fans loving him even more. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's got all the, he's got all the makings of a fan favourite there. And, uh, and on the anyway. flip side, for, for Brayhead, that's going to be good because you'll probably find more more fans will then go out and buy tops and get his name on the back of it, so it'll be extra, you know, extra money for them coming through the door, which is, you know, fair enough. Um, if he's wanting to play he's injured, then it's his decision, isn't it? And I think as well, like, he's he obviously, I mean, he's he didn't play in the NHL last season, but he played in the season before. He just he was just completely in the AHL last year, I think. But if you've got a guy who's just, that, you know, just removed from playing in the NHL and yet is willing or, or, or able to, to play when, you know, when I'm not clearly not 100%, it's a good message to send to the rest of his team that he was he was willing to, to go into that situation for them and maybe just uh, sets the tone for that dressing room for the season. So, um, no, I mean, good for him. If he was fit enough for, to play, then great. But if he was just playing injured to kind of prove a point, I'd, I, I hope he's... He's not. He wouldn't have taken a dunce. He wouldn't have done himself any damage. But he maybe could have just done with, you know, a wee bit, a wee bit rest. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll move on. We'll talk about this weekend. So this Saturday, Flyers travel to what was formerly the Odyssey and is now someone else, and they're going to play Belfast. It's going to be a different Belfast team. They're going to be playing this Saturday, Andrew, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. Um, they'll have obviously a, a large following behind them fan wise as well and um, on home ice I, I don't know if they'll have more players well. I think they, they did sign somebody haven't they yeah well they yeah, have Quinnell, Mike they, Quinnell Mike Quinnell who played for Coventry last year uh, put up 9 goals and 16 assists in 60 games so they're adding a bit of offence onto that back end and uh, Jim Vandermeer will apparently be fit as well Oh, he wasn't playing on Saturday, was he? No, so um, so there go. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, so he's he's going to be on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, so that'll be a different. It'll be harder for us, you know. They'll, they'll have more defence, like you say. They'll have a better defence there, so they'll probably limit Flyers to less shots of what they managed to get on Saturday night. And um, it's going to be another tough game for us. But I, I've got all faith in the the boys we've brought in this year, and I think we can go in there and actually get a result. I I don't see after. After this season, after this uh, last weekend passed, I don't see why the Flyers can't be going in there with with a great deal of confidence about this. Um, but yeah, I think I think if we're looking at Saturday away to Belfast, home uh, home to Nottingham on the Sunday, I think it's probably that same thing that we said last week. Two points from this weekend would be great. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think another thing about Saturday, I'm 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 going to comment is the offence we have. And this is no disrespect to, uh, to Murph now, but I would say on Saturday night he did look a shadow of a player he used to be. He didn't look as confident, he didn't look as good as what he has been. I think they brought in that guy, is it Whistle? Yeah. Is that right, Jackson Whistle? To probably play more games than Murphy, but unfortunately he's injured now. Um, and I think if we can go in there on Saturday and do get a good few shots on him, we'll get some success rate. It's, it's getting those shots early again. Coming out yeah. the blocks, ready, ready to go. We've got all week to prepare now. Yeah. And I think it's as well that you know whether if Fulmer's in by the weekend, great. If he's not, the the day can go for it because if you know if if we know Paquette's going to be in for the following weekend, they know yeah. they're going to get some help on that back end. 
very quickly. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think another good thing is, is obviously, it's a, it's a wee trek to obviously Belfast, down on the bus and across on the boat. But the good thing we've got now is a lot of the guys have played in the league before, so they've done a, a reasonable travel across there. Maybe not as long because if you, if you look at different route for Manchester for Siskos and then Brooks and Jackman would I don't know if they or they, they went by the bus but it's obviously shorter from Glasgow to Belfast and West Cody, but I think that'll help us as well it's just and getting that, used to they, they've done that crossing they know it's yeah. like to go over you know Moyer and it's not a, Isaacs, a lot of lot yeah they've all done it um, well, Moyer would have flew though <laughs> I don't see Sheffield taking a bus across I think you're right I think they do fly yeah Yeah. Coventry, the, Coventry probably got the the boat over and, and Isaacs definitely would have got the boat, the boat over with Dundee as well. So, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, so these guys Dundee know Dundee what's like. Further than Fife anyway. So, yeah, exactly. And they're not, so not going into it. A lot of them aren't going into it now not knowing what's happening. You know, a good chunk, a higher percentage than you know, have done that travel than haven't. So I think that'll also help as well. Yeah, I think you're probably right. And then they're back on the Sunday for a home game against against Nottingham, who are back to full full strength or full health now, according to the league website, and with Stephen Schultz being back after after he'd missed the 3-1 loss to Coventry on Sunday there. Incidentally, congratulations to Danny Stewart on getting his first win as Coventry coach. Yeah, massive congratulations, Tom. A great win. I saw some people saying it was his first win as a head coach, but he was obviously he was head coach at, in Newcastle and they didn't lose every game, so... No, they didn't. I think they made the playoffs that year, did they not? I can't remember. But, but I mean, certainly, it's, it's, yeah, it's certainly it's his first, first, first one, one as Coventry coach. So, yes. yeah, congratulations to him. I've not really seen a great deal of Nottingham this offseason. No, I don't really know a great deal about them. All I know is um, their uh, their lad Cam Janssen is is a uh, left to to pursue a career in broadcasting. Yeah. So I assume yeah, that means he's going to be like a weatherman or something like that. Uh, possibly, yeah. No idea. But, um, yeah, so they're a bit of an unknown quantity, but, you know, they're they're still coached by Corey Nielsen, so they're going to have that Do same you know sort of intensity. Get. Yeah. yeah, you know what you'll get. You'll get a high offence, you'll get intensity, you'll get a bit of steel about them. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll come in, they'll try and, if we can get a couple of goals in them, they'll, as I always do, they'll try and, not play dirty, but they'll try and play it they even more physical. They'll try and put they'll try and put the flyers off their game. Yeah, um, we we know that the Cornish teams play the same way. I so, know oh different personnel also this season for a few of them, but you have an a small amount of understanding on how they're going to how the game's going to go and how they'll play against us. And um, we just got to hope that you know, fire the boys, Dutz and Hutchins get the boys up for the game and they perform the night and. See, no, I, I see no reason why we can't get four points again this weekend. I agree, but wishing four points for every weekend is... Yeah, we're not going to get one of them. It's kind of kinda unrealistic, isn't it? But but at the same time, I mean, if they can do I this... I think there's more chance of us getting a lot of four-point weekends at the start of the season when teams are still gelling than we will when we get to maybe a couple of months down the line where Definitely. it will be harder doing the travel to one day, some long travel on one day and a home game the other day. And we'll the thing is, hard well, that way. these teams that are going with four lines, that's the advantage they're going to have is they're going to have fresher legs as as the season goes on, or potentially, that you know they're going to have the opportunity to kind of rest players and that sort of thing. Whereas, you know, we've brought in a, a series of guys who, I mean, 
on first glance have got a great work ethic and really want to, to work for the team and that sort of thing but we're going to need to just ask that a little bit more of them you know as, as the season season goes on and and so yeah getting these points on the board is is really important and it's similar to what Hutchins has done in the past with Dundee is getting those points up on the board early and then almost kind of coasting into the playoffs yeah. I hope it doesn't come to a coasting but it's that sort of thing is making sure that you know you, you're kind of above average before Christmas because then if you go through a little lull it's going to help you rather yeah. than mm-hmm. chasing your tails getting into the playoffs at the end of the season as, as we've perhaps done in, in previous years yeah no exactly we've maybe got the bounce yeah, well this year then no, Hutchins team is usually get the points on early, and Dixie team is usually get them on late in the season. So, so early, get them on. So we're just going to we're going to go undefeated in December. Yeah, <laughs> we're, go, we're going to do well up until November. We're going to do mm, okay in November, amazing in December, in January, and kind of all off again in in February. But then we'll play start to play again in March, and then to the playoffs. Perfect. There we go. <laughs> so uh, yeah. But, we're predicting it now. That's it. Might as well just end the season now. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> Flyers win. Huge thank you for everyone to listen for listening today. Don't forget, get get your thoughts in to us on on how you think the games went. It's all been positive this weekend. If it's negative next weekend, still bring it in. We want to talk about it. Get us on Twitter. You get me at Murdoch Hockey. Get Andrew at aframe eighty eight. Get us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Murdoch Hockey Blog. If you've got something more lengthy you want to send us, then by all means email it to us, murdochhockeyblog at gmail.com. Huge thank you to everyone again for listening, and here's to another four-point weekend. <laughs>